Hey, this show is recommended for folks 18 and older. It contains foul language and frank depictions of sex and sexuality. Thanks for tuning in to The Broads and the Bees. Enjoy the show. Welcome to our very first episode of The Broads and the Bees. My name is Morgan Spatola. My name is Joyce Sass. And we're here to embark on this journey with everybody about sex stuff. I know, (laughs) I'm so excited. I know, I'm super excited. Joy, why don't we let our listeners know who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it and whatever. Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, Again, my name is Joyce Sass, and um, I have always been interested in sex (laughs) from the time I can remember. (laughs) Just very curious as a young person. And then um, as I grew up, I had to walk through and navigate religious ideology versus what I was really feeling about sexuality. And that led me to a path of um, wanting to become a sex therapist. Um, That has shifted and changed. And I love talking about sex. I love communicating about what those needs are and what does sex look like. I am very fluid in what anyone identifies with and how they want to play as long as people are safe, have no judgments. So I'm really excited about this. And Yeah, I'm ready to start. It's fun. Cool. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun endeavor. I wrote notes about myself so I could remember (laughs) what to say. (laughs) Always been interested in sex stuff. Now I'm just one of those people that everyone goes to for their sex advice and stuff, which will lead us into the next part of what we do. But I think that another important thing to mention too, and like this is like a unique opportunity to just kind of like lay out who we are and also mention how our identities are going to be informing ourselves on this project. So that gives me the opportunity to tell you some things that I haven't told you before about oh, myself. Totally, <laughs> yeah, so, know these things. yeah. So um I do identify as non-binary. Um, and even though I still use lady pronouns, which I'm fine with because pronouns are complicated and that's fine. Um, but identifying as non-binary, I think is something that, that gives me a unique perspective, uh, as far as gender and sex goes. And then the other thing also is that I also identify as asexual. So for those that aren't aware, that just means that, um, I don't experience sexual attraction, um, which is a fun thing about myself because I like sex and I think it's interesting and it's a really cool topic and doing sex is fun. Um, but I myself experience sexual attraction in a different way than other people. And I think that that gives myself a really unique perspective on things. Very cool. I did not know these two things about you. That's cool because I, you know, I'm non-binary too. Right. And so that's interesting, but I am bisexual, but yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Maybe now forever. you know. So yeah, no, I know. I know. Okay. So there we go. Um, and I almost specifically waited until we did this to tell you too, because <laughs> I thought that would be fun to do on the podcast. Why are we well suited to talk about this stuff? I, I think that we're well suited. One, because I think that we have a um, generational generational dynamic between us. You're 
two decades younger than me, mm-hmm. almost three. Oh my gosh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I because I I'm out about it because I look fabulous. I'm 52. Uh-huh. I'm also a person of color. Mm-hmm. I also am non-binary, and so our perspectives on it, mm-hmm. we're, we are learning from each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Since I've known you, I've learned so much from you. I feel like maybe I've like shared some things that you've taken away too. Mm-hmm. So I think we're well suited, and we're also coming from. Both of us have an academic understanding about sexuality and then having working in the industry itself have a more global of like conversations that we've had with people. Right. That really influence how what we're going to bring bringing to the table that I think is unique and different. So. Right. And so to expand on that a little bit more, I work at a sex shop and you used to work at a sex shop, which is where we met. And also our own experiences with you know, just like the community at large, like Mm -hmm. as far as like kink stuff goes and like I do burlesque dancing. And so that sometimes has an overlap with sex workers and club strippers and fetish artists and stuff like that. And so between working in the industry and then also just being involved in, I don't know, the sex scene, (laughs) I think that we end up having a good, good, I don't know, cross section of experiences to to draw from. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a show all about exploring that generational gap, how things have changed. Also, just the point is like to educate also Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. get information out there. Why are we doing this? Yeah. I, I, well, I, I know for me, if I can, like one example I had, I did a Reiki session on someone and in it, when I went over this person's, and the person was about my age, when I over, went over like kind of the sacral chakra mm-hmm. area, the person started crying. And I just said, it's like, you know, if you're not having at least three orgasms a day, is it a good day? And I realized in that moment that that person probably, like that person had shared, had disclosed some things that there are a lot of people walking around who are just having perfunctory sex. It's just, it's Tuesday, so we have sex. Mm -hmm. There are still women I know my age who've never touched their own vaginas. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is my best friend. Yeah. So. so, um, just see my face right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but I think that that, so I bring that perspective of like having a generation where it was still good girls don't. Uh Uh-huh. To... We get to a certain age and we're like, I have less time here than I do here. So why don't I enjoy it? And so I want to talk about that too. And I love the fact working with you and knowing you that you have this unique millennial perspective on sexuality that is so refreshing and we need to hear more about it instead of like tell people to stop. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> I just, I'm excited. I, I think um, I I do, in my line of work, I encounter a lot of people that don't know. And the thing you said about perfunctory sex as well, like that breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Because like, it's literally a pleasure activity. And people just do it like it's a chore. And that is so sad. Like a lot of people aren't fucking good. And so it's important to get information out there. I don't know. So that's that. So so that's enough about us. So we'll, uh, the way the show is going to work moving forward um, is it will be in four different parts, three different parts, maybe four. Anyway, so we're going to talk about our subject every single week. From there, we'll move on to our product review, which will be some kind of 
toy or it will be, you know, a cream or, you know, whatever. And we are putting ourselves through the ringer on this one, folks, because we've already done a few product reviews and it's been super rough. So just know that we're doing this so you don't have to. Um, And after that, we're going to choose our sex position of, I want to say the week, but I think we're releasing this bi-weekly. So, you know, whatever. Sex position of the week. And then we'll leave you lovely listeners with just like a nice little mindfulness blessing to take into your sex lives for until our next episode. So that being said, let's talk about our product review for this episode yes let's 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 do this because it was it was it was it was (laughs) say it was so i am let's start with our first one for this first podcast is the crave and the crave you know what um Morgan, do you? I don't remember who was the designer for the Crave. What? Company? Well, the designer is Crave. Crave. The okay, product so is actually called the Vesper, Vesper necklace. The Vesper. Okay. Yeah. So Crave is the designer. Vesper necklace is the actual toy. And I will say my first impressions. I've loved this toy since the first day I saw it. I just was like, it looks kind of like a nail, kind of like weird, kind of like magical little wandy kind of tool to mm-hmm. me. And so I loved the design even before I even purchased it. I loved it for about a year before um, it. I actually took one home. And it looks, like I said, it looks like a pencil or a nail. I love the color. It had kind of like a goldy, brassy kind of color to it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do have it right here. Oh, okay, so yes. I thought it was cool, too. I love the concept of it. It's a necklace that is also a vibrator. Mm-hmm. People can't tell. I've had people that own this that have stories of people saying, what is that? Is that, you know, this, that, the other thing? And they never guess that it's a vibrator. Nobody ever knows. It looks cool as fuck. And they have a all silver one. They have a rose gold one. And then they also have one made out of 14 karat gold. <laughs> so this is a fancy people toy. Um, and I have it right here and I'm going to play or not play it, but I'm just going to turn it on so we can just hear it. It has four settings and I've never done a vibrator on a podcasting microphone so let's see how this goes here's the first one oh okay cool and there's the second one the third setting and then finally it has the pulse i'm watching the sound waves go on the computer it's actually very fun okay so that's that's your audio (laughs) of the toy (laughs) the way we do our reviews is we have 10 categories so we both took it home and we used it. And why don't you intro our first first category? The first category is design. And I actually gave design a 10. Like just aesthetically, like the design is amazing. I love it. I love the slim feature of it. I love the color. The button itself is easy to use. So the design, the, the just the design of it is lovely, I find. I actually ended up giving it a 9. Um, first I gave it a 10 and then I scribbled it out. And the reason why I gave it a nine is because when we had a product rep come in and tell us, tell us all about this, she said that somebody once asked her, oh, is that a nail symbolizing Jesus on the cross? Um, so mine's a nine. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So so our next one is user friendliness, which is just like, is it easy to operate? It, yes. Yes. It has one button. It has one button. Um, So yes, it is user friendly, but so I gave it a two. 
it is user friendly, but I did yeah, no. No, it's not user friendly for me. It was like it does have the one button, but once you get going, it's hard because it, it kinda will do this little thing and once it gets going, you having I had to kind of manipulate it a little more than what I wanted to. Right. So yeah. So I actually gave it a ten because it only has one button, but then I ended up dropping my score, moving down to accessibility, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of what you were talking about mm-hmm. there, which is fine. But for me, accessibility, which is our third category, is like while I'm using it, how easy is that to do? Right. And, and so and it's not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's talk about that a little bit. So it's a little tiny skinny thing. It just looks like a big nail. It Mm -hmm. does. And so like it also has this chain attached to it. Mm -hmm. This like long chain. And so like depending on what your situation is down in your in your zone. Mm -hmm. I love how you call it the zone. The zone. (laughs) The zone. You're going to get the chain all up in there. And that's probably, you know, can be bad. Where do you put it? Like, that's like something that we talked about is like, where does it go? Because it is... Like, I don't, it's like basically the width of like your clitoral hood for the most part. I mean, mine anyway. <laughs> and like, and so it just doesn't sit on top is my whole thing. And so right. it kind of rolls to the side, rolls to the other side. Then you're like, oh, do I just use the point on it? Well, that's not doing anything for me. Yeah, maneuvering it was weird. And so then I ended up kind of just like holding it in like flat against the palm of my hand and just kind of like palming it, which wasn't fun at all either. And so that was... My experience. I, I felt the same way. <laughs> I actually ended up putting it in between my the side of my clitoris and um my labia. Mm-hmm. But I started getting bored. Yeah. Because then I would have to switch it. Right. Like, and then, like, it really, like, and I don't know if I have a monster clitoris. I really haven't looked lately. But it, it just wasn't even close to... Like, it would just became annoying right. after about, like, 10 minutes. Right. Like, I really did give it 10 a go. Minutes. Like, I was like, I am going for this <laughs> orgasm with this toy. I really wanted the toy to work. I really like it. But then I was just like, I can't. No. It's not working. Sorry. So, next up brings us to fun factor. One. It wasn't fun. And I think that, like, a lot of people who have talked about the toy that do like the toy, they use it in rush hour traffic. They use it right. when, like, they are stuck somewhere and they are going to be there a while. And right. I think they're like, I'm stuck. I might as well have an orgasm. So And so for that, I ended up giving it an eight because yeah. I am not that type of person that constantly needs to orgasm secretly in public and carry my vibrator with me. You know, that's for some people. It's not for me. But I ended up giving it an eight because that is a fun idea. Yes. I, I think... Um, the good thing will be going forward, I'll, I'll keep some of the things you're saying in mind. Because, right. Because, like, I'm really literal. So, yeah. I'm like, fun. It was not fun. Right. But that is true. For someone else, it might be a fun we're, thing to we're do. We're pretty, we're not calibrated yet on this, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's our yeah. first episode. It's yeah, fine. It's totally fine. Okay. So, the next comes material. It's made out of metal. Mm-hmm. That's it. This mm-hmm. was made out of metal. Yeah. Um, and so, for me, that's a seven because yeah. I prefer silicone. I understand why it's made out of metal. It's supposed to be inco- incognito and it's supposed to just like chill, you know? But for me, it's not a sexy material to put on my vulva. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. that's, but for me, so yeah. it still has a little bit of a high, like seven because it looks nice. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, I gave it a four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I take my orgasm seriously. Yeah. So, and I agree with you. It, it is the only thing that I would say that I would have scored higher, but when I read it, I didn't see that that was possible is if it could have done temperature play. If you I can't. Right. So I yeah. didn't, I, yeah. So I didn't, I've never done t- temperature play, but because it was metal, it would have been cool if you could have like put it in the refrigerator or if you could have like left it outside but it because it's a toy you don't want to do those kinds of things with it but if it had some kind of temperature with it I would have given it a higher score as far as material but because it's just metal it didn't work at all like right. it just was it was uncomfortable right right so then our next one is texture which is the same as material but yeah texture I scored it high on texture um, only because, like, the smoothness is nice. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a nice thing. Like, Mm -hmm. the material is different than texture because material is, like, what you can do with the material. How porous is it? Is it a safe material? Things like that. Texture is just, like, what does it feel like? And so, like, just overall, it's an eight because it's still – it's just metal. You know, whatever. And you're probably really low, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, I'm really low. And it's not – but, again, this is our first episode, so – I think us having, and we wanted to be authentic, so we didn't want to like compare notes before we sat down to right. talk about the toy, which and, was really hard to do. By the right, way. <laughs> it really was. And but I think going forward, I now know like different per- perspectives that Morgan is bringing, and that I can inc- incorporate and think differently. Right. But I'm I'm like a very little. So texture did not work for me because when I look at the toys that I really gravitate to, they have a softness to them. Right. And it was metal. Like, it was just metal. Like, there was no give. There was no, like, it didn't work with you. Right. It worked against you, pretty much. For me, anyway. I probably, on material and texture, could have gone lower. Like, I agree with you there. Like, it's just metal. Like, I don't know why I scored it so high. I probably didn't need to do that. Um, So then after that comes sensation quality, which is, like, how's the vibration and stuff? Like, what does it feel like when you're actually using it? Mine got an angry face written next to it. And I gave it a five because, like, the lowest setting for me was, like, all right, if I could get it in the right spot. Right. Otherwise, it was just like, ugh, what? Yeah. (laughs) I I gave Sensation a one. I feel like I am a lazy masturbator. Mm -hmm. And so if I am using a toy, I want the toy to do the work. I do not want to have to tell my toy what to do. And so I'm like okay go here and then it would go it was just like didn't and again it could be my vagina but i don't think i it mean was. i had a similar experience okay. <laughs> so yeah. i think that's yeah. not just okay. you okay. um versatility so versatility here in this case means what are all of the things you can do with it because here's the thing if you're gonna drop money on a toy It either needs to be really good at the one thing it does, or it needs to be able to be used for multiple things. And I'm such a fan of when a toy has versatility. I think that's so cool when you can sit there and say, listen, yes, it looks like a rabbit, but also you can do this, this, and this with it. That's neat. This got a one. It just does the one thing. That's all it does. It's just, it's just a necklace that vibrates. I got a one. What about you? One. A one. Exact same reason. Uh, Travel friendly. I actually gave it a 10. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a necklace. It's a necklace. Yeah. It goes wherever you go. It's tiny. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's about as long as my index finger so, and okay. um, the pendant part of it. And then the the necklace, when I wear it, it sits like basically right in your cleavage. Right. Um, which is like, oh, sexy, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
love you. You know. Like, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, but it's totally travel friendly. Like, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, cost. So this toy retails at around, the rose gold one that I have, I think it retails around $160. Right. Yeah. The 14 karat gold one's somewhere around 200. And then the silver one is actually really cheap. It's like, like 80 or 90. 90. Yeah. Well, cheap in according to the rest of them. It is not the most cost effective thing, especially considering the experience you get for how much money you have to drop on this thing. Exactly. I, I do want to be transparent in that, um, I, when I was working at the, um, sex shop that I was working at, at the time that I purchased it, they did have a sale. So I gave it a 10 based only on the fact that I, because it's like my review of the actual toy is that I did not pay full cost for the toy. So I gave it a 10 because it was great, but I worked at my store for a long time admiring this toy and still could not, even with the discount because of the one I wanted was still going to be over a range that I wanted to pay for a toy, even at my discount, which was uh, substantial. Um, I gave it a six um, because it is very costly. So for me, the more costly it is, the lower down mm-hmm. the score goes and also like what you get from it, the lower down the score goes. So the reason why it's not like super low for me is because to me, like this is, it's, it's like a luxury item. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a status symbol. Like it's something that you don't really need, but it's kind of like a fancy thing that you can be like, Oh, look, look what I got. Look what my, right. my, partner got for me like isn't this so cool and fancy yeah it is a luxury item and it is and i think that it's i mean for someone else and maybe and i can say that i never use this with a partner um so that might be something that would be interesting if you take it out on a date with you maybe someone else would be able to navigate it differently (laughs) (laughs) right i don't know but but i think that's fair so overall, so these all all the things that we review have a chance at getting a hundred points total. I got a total score of sixty six out of a hundred, um, otherwise known as six point six total score, which is a failing grade. Yes. And what about you, Joy? Four point three. <laughs> Four point three. So <laughs> yeah. overall, not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So last impressions. And I quote: "I hate it. I threw it away." <laughs> So but you no longer own this. I no longer own it. I don't keep toys just to keep a toy. I do clean it <laughs> and throw it away in case someone finds it and is like, "Hey, what's this?" But I, I don't. I don't keep because it, it's it. It just wasn't going to work. I wrote down cool concept, not actually practical. Sort of a fashion slash status symbol. Bang, not worth the buck. Yes. So there Excellent. you have it. First review. Yes. <laughs> That was an experience. So this time for sex position of the week, we are using the position of the day deck. It's just playing cards with positions, 52 different positions on them. We're not always going to use this, but we're using it right now. Joy, do you want to shuffle the deck for me? So while Joy shuffles the deck, the way this is going to work is we are going to choose one card and talk about the position on said card. And hopefully you can go try it with somebody. (laughs) All right. Could be adventurous and um, just try it by yourself. See if that works.
These are all partnered <laughs> positions in this deck. Here you go. Okay, I'm gonna pull. Um, let's see, what do we get here? Okay, what did we get? The sumo. The sumo. What are they doing? It Is that a countertop? Like, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like a side-by-side position. Um, we're both going to try to explain this position to you. <laughs> Um, which I think is part of the fun of it being a podcast that we get to explain right. this position to you. <laughs> right. Okay. You go ahead and start and I oh, will follow. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So partner one is standing on their left leg and holding their right leg up over the leg of partner two. <laughs> partner two is standing on their right leg and holding their left leg up. And underneath the leg. So they're both standing on one leg and they have one leg. Their legs are intercrossed so that their zones can get at each other. And it looks like they're using a countertop for balance. Because you cannot do that standing up, I don't think. I, How did I do? I love us because I saw some. I'm like, they're laying down. Oh, are they? <laughs> In my head. Oh, okay. Well, they probably do that laying down. But I do think, but yeah, the legs are intertwined. So it looks like um, whatever leg you want. So it looks like the right leg of the one partner is over the left leg of the partner that is more on their side as opposed to on top it looks like it looks like a couple of things will matter it looks like height between partners will matter with this position right and then also um levels of it looks like a a position that where there's actual penetration that's going to happen Mm -hmm. and so it looks like if the partner is a little shorter our penis is angled our Dildo is angled in a different way that you might have to get on tippy toes to do entry. Yes. So, but if you're laying down, I think this would be easy. Yeah, I do to too. accomplish. And yeah. I also, what I like about this is that there are like clearly this deck is a heterosexual deck. Yeah. Sorry about it, but because that's just what I ended up buying. But this doesn't have to be a heterosexual Mm-mm, not at all. Uh, sex position. I think this can be done between well, two women or a man and a woman. I guess two guys that would be a cool makeout position. I don't really know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but it's, still, it could work. Like, so, there's like the rub and cool. friction thing. I like yeah. this. I like the sumo. I like it too. So okay. there you have it. The so, sumo. So I'm wondering, Morgan, are, are we going to give feedback next one about if we tried the sumo, or is it just like waiting for? I think this is just like kind of putting it out <laughs> into the universe. Yeah. So that's bringing us to the end of our program. And so for that, we're going to put, you know, a little blessing and intention out into the world for our our lovely listeners to take with them until next time into their lovely sex lives, whether that's with a partner or on their own. What should we do? What do you want to bless? Let's see. I think... um. Like, I really, like, what is feeling called to me right now is, like, really just putting hands over the sacral chakra Hmm. and just honoring that it is safe to enjoy sex. Yeah. I like that a lot. Maybe wrapping that in with, like, new beginnings, too. Mm -hmm. Like, just, yeah, yeah, like, concentrate your energy. So, for those that aren't aware, sacral chakra is down near the pelvic area or, like, the sacrum of the spine. Mm -hmm. So, concentrating your energy down there in that area and just thinking about, yeah 
it's okay to enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. And if you maybe haven't been feeling that up until this point, give yourself the energy to start feeling that. Right. And if you already have been feeling that, take the opportunity to reaffirm it. Right. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. As you know, we ran a little contest on Twitter and Instagram prior to launch of the show, partly to drum up some some talk, but also to give away some free goodies. And we are ready, as promised, to announce our winner. I'm so excited. Our first winner on our podcast. And there will be many, if you didn't win this one, there will be many more giveaways to come because we have so many things to share. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) All right. So our winner of our very first Broads and Bees giveaway is... I hoard libraries on Twitter. Um, that's MJ Brad. So congratulations, MJ. Congratulations, MJ. We'll be contacting you soon to arrange shipment of your goodie box. I keep wanting to call it a goodie bag, but it's just a box of stuff. So thank you so much for listening to our very first episode of The Broads and the Bees. You can follow us on Twitter at Broads and Bees. And once again, I've been Morgan Spatola. I'm Joy Sass. And... We don't have a sign-off yet, so we'll just go with that. Bye. Bye. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. W-I-D-K! Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu! I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... <laughs> the Professor! If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch! I don't want a body like John Cena, because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search W-I-D-K in your podcast app.